another episode of words from the b-side with your girl coach anita i am super excited that you guys have tuned in another week to hang out with me this episode is not going to be just me so you have a treat where i am bringing on miss stephanie errington who runs her own business and i will be sure to share all of her information as a matter of fact during the interview she shares her information so definitely follow her and become enlightened i wanted to share about money during this episode because it's something that has been a complete and total struggle for me as an adult just because no one ever really taught me how to manage it how to deal with it how to look at it how to how to see it how to manipulate it and how to invest it and how to save it and how to prioritize it like all of those different things that we really should be teaching our children. And I think even in the schools, they do the kids a disservice by not allowing the kids to have a leg up on how to manage and manipulate money in any way, dealing with credit, you know, dealing with check balancing and different stuff like that. And as we become more and more digital, the kids don't have to learn that. They don't have to learn digital anything. They don't have to do that. All they have to do is do everything online. So that, you know, becomes a thing in itself that becomes problematic in my mind. So I'm really glad to have her on to share that information with us. So anyway, this week, I want to share with you guys in my ear to the street segment, some of my feelings about what happened to Common. I don't know how many of you follow social media or are very enlightened or have your ear to the street I have really kind of taken a step back to be totally honest with y'all because I've been very devastated by the state of affairs in our country you know back when I first started blogging on Shanita's voice of reason when that was the name of my blog I used to write my opinion on everything because I have so many opinions on everything you know I'm raising a son in a world where our young black men are are our up and coming young black men are perceived as dangerous and violent and anything can happen to him walking out the door and all I can do is pray to cover him you know and so I just got really discouraged because I'm looking at education I'm looking at infrastructure I'm looking at taxes I'm looking at the way that politicians govern and it saddens me and it kind of keeps me out of the interest even though I pay a whole heck of a lot in taxes and I need to pay attention But I have kind of been a little bit back from the news, but I kind of was perusing around to see that Common wrote a book. And I don't know how many of you listen to Common. I love him because he's old school and he's speaking about something. And it's why I still stick to my old school music. I know all all of my older souls and people in my generation can kind of relate to that. Right. Because we I don't know what these kids saying today, to be honest with you. All I know is that when the beat drop, I'm like, hey, hey, you know, I can I can do all of that with the rest of them. But 
when they start speaking, I have no idea what they are saying. And most of the time, it's nothing of substance. So people like me celebrate a Jay-Z album. But he was talking about back to Common, because y'all know I would get to going and going. But back to Common, Common was talking about how he had been molested. And I wasn't surprised, but I was kind of sad because a lot of us have been through that with family members, you know, or friends of family members or people that are close to the family and we take them on as family and they have uh, abused children for so long. I mean, it's gone on in the black community for years and years and years. I mean, I've heard stories that my aunt and my mother told me about what they experienced. I'm sure my aunts experienced things at the hands of people in their family. I witnessed friends be abused. I have been um, abused myself. And even if you're strong enough to move past it, because I don't think that it necessarily affected me to a point that I couldn't function and I kept thinking about it. But I think psychologically, it does damage even to the strongest person because the way that you view intimacy or the way that you deal with, you know, relationships or or the way that people um, express love in a physical way that can be greatly impacted by being physically abused when you're young. What, what I appreciate about him coming out, even in this stage in his life is that people can connect to your story and it can make someone that's younger and afraid to share, share what they're going through because they look up to him and he was able to get in front of the world and say, Hey, it was me too. And that's why I think it's so significant we share our stories, right? That we really give people insight into who we are and what we've been through because sometimes their healing comes through what we've been through. And I think that sometimes we forget that the reason why we have experiences, the reason why we live life, the reason why we walk around as testimonies is because we have to be a testimony to someone else who may not see a way out who may not see their ability to win or be successful, or in this case, to stand up in front of a room of people and speak their truth. You know, it is a bit shameful and embarrassing and scary at times to get out in front of people and tell your truth. So think about getting in front of the whole world to tell them somebody abused me. And a lot of times I think people take it on as it's their fault. But it has nothing to do with you, especially when you're a child, you're a victim. And I just want to share that message with the world. You can win. You can come out on the other side of it. And if you speak your truth, that's all that matters. And yes, we want people to believe us. We want people to feel the truth. I don't even think I had told anyone until I was an adult. And I think I was just kind of whimsical about it. Like, yo, it happened to me. Um, But I was processing through that along with all the other crazy things I had experienced as a child. So I think it just kind of was overshadowed by some of the other things. But I will say that no matter who embraces the story, you speaking your truth and walking in that truth is what you need for it to be embraced. As long as you know what your truth is, it doesn't matter who embraces that as the truth. You know, and sometimes I know people, we want to be validated. We want to feel like people are there for us. They hear us. But the reality is walk in your own truth. Be honest about what's happened to you. And then that's the only way that you can really begin to heal because you be, you are honest about what you've experienced and what you've been through. And you can start to release yourself from feeling like a victim. You can release yourself from the shame of being victimized by someone who had total control over their actions. 
These are sick people who can take advantage of someone knowing that they can't defend themselves and they can't say no and actually win the battle of no because they're too young. They're too vulnerable. So I just want to salute Common and applaud him for his honesty and his truth and support him with his book and everything and make sure that you run out there and get that. I'm not 100% sure if it's available, but when it becomes available, when I have time on my reading list is when I'll pull that up in the queue. Okay, so anyway, I want to go ahead and get to the interview because I think it was pretty long. And I don't want to keep you guys too long. But what I want you to do is go into this conversation knowing that we laugh, we joke. She's a beautiful person. But we are really getting into why you need to embrace taking care of your money in a better way and approaching it in a better way and not having any fear around what money looks like, you know, taking ownership. And being a better steward over what it is that you have. And that it's never too late to start. It's never too late to begin. And no matter what it looks like, no matter how bleak it looks, no matter what the picture itself is, you can always turn it around. You know, just one step at a time, one day at a time, one goal at a time. And I can tell you guys because I know. You know, I've been through the situation where money was good and I've been through the situation where Money was great. And then I went through the situation where money was bad and it was bad for a long time. And it wasn't bad for a long time because I wasn't making good money or I didn't have good money. It was during the times that money was real, real good. I didn't manage it like it was real, real good. I managed it like it was endless. And so that's why it's so important to me and significant to me to share and I'm hoping to have her on a few more times because there's so many things we can talk about you know around money and investing and stocks and you know all the some of the things that we didn't go in depth and touch on so in the comments below or you know hit me up in my um email go to my website to my contact page if you have anything you want to hear from Stephanie on the podcast just shoot me a note or mention it below anything you want us to go in depth on and I will have her back on so we can talk about that anyway so you guys I hope you enjoy the show and I will see you guys on the other side so first of all Miss Stephanie introduce yourself and what you do Hello, I am Stephanie Arrington. I am the CEO and principal consultant for Precise Accounting and Tax Solutions. We are a boutique accounting firm catering to small business startups, nonprofits, and individuals. I started my practice uh, roughly 20 years ago, not to date myself, but I am (laughs) what I do. Um, And basically we um, handle small business, nonprofit, and individual income taxes, as well as bookkeeping and accounting, and a whole host of other business solutions. So a lot of things surround uh, keeping startups in compliance with their federal and state uh, revenue regulators Mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, you don't get caught slipping because you forgot to file this form and now you're not in good standing and you can't apply for this and you can't do that. So I focus a lot on helping identify and maintain compliance for all the, the new business owners. But that's just a, you know, just a short, short snippet. But just a short snippet. <laughs> <laughs> because we, you know, we, we definitely try to make ourselves 
the go-to for any question that you have about business. If we don't know, we'll find it out. We'll get you connected with, you know, whatever resources or tools will solve your problem. We're, we're about helping. Okay. No, that's awesome. It's why. Shameless plug. Yeah, okay. look, that's why I really want to have you on because I think that is significant in and of itself. So the reason I wanted to have you on is because people like myself, just a little short bit about my issues with money. Okay. Is I kind of grew up with very little. My parents weren't wealthy. They did not teach me about money. They did not teach me about the significance of saving. Mm -hmm. Um, And and surprisingly, I was very good at saving when I didn't make a whole lot of money. Like I understood (laughs) I need to put money away and I need to do it. I need to, you know, and so I was in a different frame of mind. But as the money started to roll in, because I wasn't used to that amount of money when I became a working professional and I graduated from college, and you know, I started making six figures. It just seemed like a lot of money. And right. like I was struggling in the military and I'm like, well, I make four times what I made back then. So I'm not going to run out of money. And mm-hmm. it was a poor thought process because as the thousands rolled in and bonuses and extra money and stuff that I could have easily been able to see today that would not have made me have to make sacrifices with the way that I lived or anything like that or suffer through credit issues. Mm-hmm. Um, those things didn't come about because I didn't do the right thing with that money because I, my perception was that it's plentiful. Right, right. You know what I mean? And when you never see Grow back every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Grow right. Every two weeks. Every and that's the thing. When you don't see the limitations because it seems limitless, then you spend as if money doesn't run out if right. you're not smart with it, right? So there's that reprogramming. So one of the questions I had for you, I mean, even just to start, one of the things I really kind of wanted to ask you to help with is some of the ways you think you can begin to transform your viewpoint because you know I'm a mindset coach so I like to get into the mind of a person because you know if you don't if you don't get it here first it won't filter down into everything else I agree how do you how do you get that together where does the the first that the first point is identifying that there's an issue Mm-hmm. Now, usually it takes us to have gotten in some doo-doo mm. and start to smell it. A, you're like, what, what is, what is <laughs> Oh, wow. That's me? Yes. Oh. And, and one of the things, you know, um, I do talks about uh, financial literacy for adults. And one of the things is, this is kind of like a, icebreaker for a lot of our activities i'm saying like okay all right everybody they say that your savings account balance is the true election of your self-worth pull up your banking apps everyone pull your mm. banking app up let's let's see and oh my god they covering their paper and oh my god no seriously show it to me that would be me you don't want to do it because it might say 13 dollars and 98 cents right now, let's it might say on. 98 cents, Stephanie. It might say 98 cents. <laughs> Let me now, conversely, okay, nobody wanted to give me their phone. All right, let's pull up your credit card balance. Let me see that. Let's stop right there. 
Your savings account is a reflection of your self-worth. Mm. Your credit card balance is a statement of who you want to be. Mm. Hello. Mm. So if you can't in good, in good faith, pull up your savings account and show me that you care about you. What, we we have a bit of a ways before we get to the first empty space on the board. Yeah. We can't Absolutely. some of us can't have that conversation. Even a lot of my six figure folk. Mm. They don't want to show me what you got. No, ma'am. Okay. You would, so I would have you all up in my business like that. <laughs> a double a double income family, they might be both pulling in six figures. And six figures could just be a hundred thousand and one, right? Mm-hmm. And collectively, that looks really good until we get to your liabilities. So what's that mortgage looking like on your house? Oh, you're mo- okay. So y'all, y'all brought in 300,000 and your mortgage is like 900,000. Right. So then I have to sit and a lot of times I just, I let the silence kind of talk. You have to. Then they start getting uncomfortable when you, mm-hmm. I have said nothing and I'll get, I feel like you're judging me. I haven't. I have not opined in any way. I asked you questions about numbers. And that's why I like numbers because numbers are always numbers. There's no subjective. Yeah. There's no subjectivity to $13.98. But you know, that judgment they feel, that judgment they feel you're giving them is the guilt of knowing they haven't been responsible. Now now you see that's it. So this, this, you have to first address the fact that spending and saving are all direct functions of psychology. Mm. Mm. You got to come forth account. Sometimes we buy things to make us feel better. It could be a $73 target run for a basket full of dental floss picks and <laughs> candles on sale. Your target is my spot. Listen, I'm telling you, those little red stickers turn me on. I'm telling you. (laughs) But I only go in there when, oh my God, I'm so blown. Let me me go see what's on sale. I I need some paper towels. No, you don't. No, you don't. You come out with a whole bunch of extra stuff. Oh, that's cute. Oh, girl, these earrings would look good. So it's, it's always about the psychology of why do you do it? Yeah. I think back and I, um, you know, I kind of, pose these questions to like new clients or potential clients. And I ask them things because a lot of times somebody will come to me with the intention of, Hey, Stephanie, set me up a plan to get out of this and fix this and fix that. But if you don't understand why you did it the first time, what's going to stop your triggers from sabotaging you again? Mm. That, and see, that's why I wonder. I can't, I can't set up a plan. I'm not going to waste our time if you're not really ready. So I tell them when I tell them, do a little homework for me, I gauge whether or not I'm going to take you on based on whether you earnestly did it or not. And a lot of times it sounds good. They're like, I'm having a meeting with my accountant. That sounds great. Right. But you ain't doing nothing. Please stop playing on my phone. When you're ready, you'll know it. Don't play on her phone, y'all. Did y'all hear her? Don't play on her phone if you're not Seriously. That's real right there. Because even I do the same thing with my coaching clients, right? Like, what do you want to gain out of this? That's why you have to get on a call with me. Because if you can't admit where your issues are, you can't really be vulnerable. Because I'm going to tell you, 
Finances is a place that if you really want to fix them, you have to get into a vulnerable place and admit. It's the same thing with my stuff. When I take on a new client, you have to be able to lay all your cards out on a table and let that person really help you and be willing to put aside your shame and face the things that you're fixed. I agree. You know, it's a real work in progress, especially when you're not educated when it comes to money. And I have tried and failed many times to fix uh, my unhealthy spending habits. Mm-hmm. And I think me, when I met you, I was already in the mindset and why this came about. I got to do something about it. I can't live my life like this. You know what I'm saying? It comes a point. It does. You have to get to, and I'm sad I got to that point now because I've had so much, Stephanie, and lost so much being irresponsible with money, mm-hmm. thinking my money was limitless. Listen, say it again for the folks in the back. You I know, I promise you, I have encountered that situation at least twice that I'm willing to admit to since yeah. I was an adult, right? Yeah. So, you know, the first time, completely wrecked all my credit in my 20s because I never understood the full value of credit and the reason why it was so disrespected you know my my elders could obtain you know charge accounts here and there but they never demonstrated any importance in the timeliness or the repayment in full yeah Yeah. so it was kind of all forget it you know we're gonna do this and I think back to what I would consider the very first financial mistake I ever made and why I made it. It was something I had seen before. Mm. Right. So my first mistake was, okay, you know, I, and again, I've already squared up with everybody in this story. So I'm going to speak this (laughs) my truth. Okay. (laughs) I, I, you know, I had three roommates, three women who are currently like some of my very best friends in the world. And they were then too, but I left two months early on our apartment lease because mm. I had to go put my down positive on whatever on my spot and I left them. Hang- now, granted, within a year's time, I had paid everybody back. But to me, that was like, why would you do that? Oh, but this is the example I saw where we would break a lease. And, oh, we're going to move and stay with grandma and them until I get back on my feet or, yeah. you know, something like that. Yeah. And even though I ah, never, I would never do that. When the circumstances presented themselves, that was a viable option to me. It didn't even seem like a bad thing. Like, man, we'll be all right. We'll, we'll be straight. Yeah. But you really got to trace the origin. Now, believe me, my friends and I have all, you know, weathered the storm and are in a, a, a season of abundance. And everybody's doing very well. But to look back on that, like, wow, that, that was me 20 years ago. And I didn't think nothing of it. But it's because that was never nobody nobody cared about breaking their obligation when it came to stuff like that ah we bounce the check throw that in the trash you're gonna open up a girl exactly and people still grown in 20 and they wasn't talking to me when they did it but i heard it and i knew you did it and so sometimes you're subconsciously either harvesting the seed that somebody else then planted in you Mm. or passing that on to your kids subconsciously and not even aware of this nastiness that you have mm. just showed who to coach because I feel oh, like you're coaching right now <laughs> but it's real it's psychology. In that mistake and feel like yeah I'm ashamed to say it, but you know what 
at least I recognized and identified there was a problem, did everything I could to fix it, and we move forward as better people. You know, the best lessons of life are the ones that you pay for. Mm, listen to me. Mm. Let me tell you something. I'm going to go ahead and put all my business in the street because, of course, <laughs> as a coach, I like to you be. it all down. Look, I like down. to put it all out there because I like to be an example. Last year, I paid the same three credit cards off four times. Listen to me. I paid the same three credit cards off four times in eight months. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe not eight, maybe seven. And, And it blows my mind because every time I get a little something, it shows me that I should be debt free. Right? Right. I look around at what I'm buying and what I'm doing and I'm not shopping. It's just being poorly prepared for the things in life that manifest themselves because we're actually living life and things happen. So you yeah. have to have your rainy day and you we got to have, every have a rainy fun. day. Mm-hmm. You're tapping into money that you have to pay somebody back with interest as opposed to just taking it from yourself and paying it back to yourself. Future money is the most expensive. Listen Future to money me. is the most expensive Isn't money. It? But you know what? They never really teach the time value of money in primary grades in high school no you don't usually touch on that until you're in some college level business courses where they're they want you let's say they're training you to become the next mortgage bankers and stuff like that so you need to know about how you're structuring these deals and these different securities and combinations and this and that but why are they not teaching the time value of money back in like fourth grade Talk why are you not teaching them that it's more expensive to borrow a dollar than it is to go out and basically work another job and make you an extra dollar yeah they don't even they teach don't you tell you that they, they teach you educate. how they teach you how to become better food that they can feed into the system and spit out because they, that's they, what they make you a juicier berry so they can that's right and you know it's Squeeze. funny because even even something as small as how uneducated I was, and I've been making six figures for more than 10 years, um, as ed- uneducated as I was about credit limit, I mean, credit history and how you can have mm-hmm. 20 years of credit history and open a credit card and it changes your credit limit history. Like who knows that unless they actually take the time to study credit and how they can be a better person when it comes to their finances. Because that's not stuff they're going to tell you. You go to the counter at the store and they say, you want to open a store card? They don't give you the education behind what that's going to do to your credit if you open that store card. And they look at me crazy every time I turn them down. What you get? I said, I know. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) Well, it's not going to cost it's going to cost me in the long run and I don't want to pay that. So thank you, red card. I'm not interested. All right. I love target, but I don't want your red card. Well, it's not, it's just another, it's another way for you to keep me looped into the matrix and I'll pass. I mean, at the end of the day, cash is still king, but credit allows you to scale. And that's what, you know, I have a lot of people who are like really afraid of credit. I was one of them people until maybe the last 10 years. one card i had me a little prepaid card because i don't want to go above and that's not even well i'm only use it in this circumstance or this 
that's not even how you do it. Mm-hmm. How you do it, really, if you're really going to do it and play the credit game the way they play it, or it's played, let's say that to be diplomatic, the way it's played is you get, you know, you don't take out a whole bunch of high interest rate cards, and most of the retailers, they offer ridiculous rates, 17% and up. Please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what you want to do is get a decent amount. Let's say you were coming out of college and you're starting a job and you get a $1,000 credit card. What you want to do is pay all the things that you would pay in cash, like for fact, if you could get your rent, your Pepco, that's a utility company down here in my area. Um, or uh, if you have childcare, these things you're going to pay regardless, pay it on the credit card and then pay the credit card back. So bam, it takes an extra 30 days for the cash to actually leave your warm little nest. That's true. You buy yeah. some time, understand the value of cash flow management. And if you're a business owner and you're making any type of decent revenue and you are um, doing better than breaking even, mm-hmm. you need to understand how to leverage the credit to really scale your business and your operations. But a lot of us don't. No. We know how to get to the stage. I've got an LLC, girl. I got a this and that. And blah, blah, blah. Really? Okay. Well, let me see what your balance sheet looks like. Well, I already had that. Oh, let me see your... I don't have that. I'm just, I'm just keeping track of my receipts. So a lot of, you know, startups, they get into it. Like they're looking at it only for, I'm going to be able to write this off come tax time, but not really looking at how to make those things work to your benefit during the year, or even at the end of the year, when you do file your taxes, do you know how a S corp structure looks versus your LLC? Have you weighed both the options or you just went with the one that you knew? Right. A lot of people can't answer. Oh no, I just heard that. Um, and this is what you know. Something that I'm passionate about is, I want you to have more than just your business in name. I want your business to do something for you. Right. Not you do everything for your business because a lot of us who are running it as a one person or a small, less than ten people operation. We, run, we put so much of our personal time into it and we're exchanging that time. Yeah. All, all your money. Oh, some, yeah. Some people are not even paying themselves. Yeah. I, listen, I just put it all in the business. That's how it worked, though. You, and that's how it works. Oh, I mean, gosh, it, yeah. it, I think it comes to a point, right, where there's a, there's a shift. But at the onset, and you know this as an entrepreneur, you do have to invest a lot of your own stuff in it. If you're not going to leverage credit or if you're not educated enough to use the credit that's wisely. That's it. That's it. Um, that's it right there. That's it. And and a lot of, there are so many things that I've learned in the last year. So just to give you background on my business, it was always my side gig. So I've always had you know, tax season. Mm-hmm. I've always, oh yeah, I'll take a project here or there. Somebody might need some cleanup work, whatever. But I always did that to supplement my nine to five. Mm-hmm. And nine to five was comfortable. You know, I had attained the level as far as the title I had desired. And you got to the top and there's nothing else to do, but it's comfortable. So I'm here every, every day, five days a week, sometimes six if need be, whatever. You just get into that. But then when you start to, uh, observe that there's no value attached to all that you've given and at this point blood sweat and tears have become dust and ash yes because okay? you didn't burnt yourself out 
they don't care. Mm-hmm. They are plotting your replacement as you sit there aging. Okay. That's right. So I decided, you know what? I really went, you know, as hard as I can for 20 some odd years for everyone else. I am going to make this my full-time thing. If I fall flat on my face, hey, guess what? It won't break. That's right. I try something else, but I want to give an earnest effort to me and the things that I feel that I can share. I I don't feel like I'm just here to benefit this one organization. There are a lot of people that I want to talk to and help, and I can't do it sitting somewhere for eight hours a day. I can't can't. do that. The Look, world is the same way. You feel the same way about money and your business. And I feel the same way about mine because right. time essentially converts. Exactly. So it's money. It's profit. It's really the only thing. Honestly, it wasn't until um, I really had control of my time back. Yeah. That I really felt like, oh yeah, I'm not, go- I'm not going back. It's no way. Right. No way. Because being able to say, okay, Oh, my, 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 my three-year-old got pink eye today. Now, normally that would have blew my whole week and, oh my goodness, I got to go to the urgent care, but hey, I'm going to cancel what I have for today and tomorrow because I got to be home and I still get your work done because there are no borders. There's nothing. There's a cloud. There are all types of technology that helps us get our work done. I don't, I'm not, I'm not down for the adult daycare. I don't need anybody watching what I'm doing all day long. All I want to do is give you the results. I want to give you what you need to make your job easier and your day smoother and your business grow. You give me, you know what I need and we provide, we'll have a relationship and, and relational is more what I'm going for at this point. I don't want the one-offs. So I try to look at my, my clients as like, little projects that you know everybody i want to be as supportive to each one because your success is mine and it just makes me feel like valued so right and no i completely get that and i think um it's good information for people who do have issue even not just from a personal finance but from a business finance perspective mm-hmm. so they understand how they need to go together and if you're not educated period across the board you cannot be effective and so last year even for me and I think I had told you this before I spent so much money in my business that I wasn't able to get some of the personal things done that were goals last year because again in my mind I'm looking at money as limitless mm-hmm. because I make this and right, I only have right, this right. and I only have that and then when expenses start coming up you pull them from this place and that place and you're just not it's not coming together and then debts become more than the money that's coming in and so those habits are unhealthy because they're not setting an example for how things should be I didn't break up my money into a business account and a personal mm-hmm. account till almost the end of the year when it was time to do taxes. So right, I spent almost right. a whole year functioning out of one account and it was creating um, stress for me because business expenses were coming out that I wasn't even thinking about out of my personal money. Right, right. I'm always thinking I got it like that. You know, everything is clashing. And so I'm paying four credit cards all four times in one year. And that is the most irresponsible thing ever. So those are unhealthy habits that are formed and maintained when you have something that you are repeatedly doing that is problematic for your lifestyle over and over and over again. So give me three things that you would do if there are three that you 
you know, help your clients with when you are suggesting different things that they can do to change their spending habits? Okay. One of the things that you have to do, and I really suggest that you take a, like a, a 30 day, a 30 to 60 day snapshot of what you're spending. I don't care what it is. You can easily go to your bank account, export all of the transactions from a certain time period, sort them and sit there and read it, read it, look at it. If you see that in 30 days, you went to 7-Eleven 35 times mm. for a total, sit there and, and then once you do all of that, and I know it, this might take you, let's say a good 20 minutes, pull your Excel sheet together. Y'all know how to work that, right? <laughs> pull that together, take a look at it. Then send it to somebody you trust. Maybe it's me. Send it to me. And then I'm going to read everything to you. As you sit and receive this, your mind starts to turn. And that look in your eye right now, you're thinking about it. You're like, mm. sometimes we need our hand held through this process mm. because it's painful. There's mm. shame. There's guilt associated with it because most of us who have attained that level of either title or monetary fiscal status be embarrassed to tell somebody oh my god i went to chick-fil-a 30 times this month mm. oh my goodness i got groceries rotten in my refrigerator because i spent 200 dollars a week at the grocery store just so i don't look hungry that's a real thing people do that yeah, you know? it is so it's like i gotta you 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 cannot even begin the journey until you take a really deep look at how far how far it is once you know this is the stack of all of my mess. Then now we get strategic. So we get over the emotional. Oh my God. Now, okay. Now you standing out here in the dressing room, your slip is on the floor. I see you. <laughs> all your business, all your, I know. Okay. You got a roll, got a couple of rolls. Okay. I got you. What are we going to do now? Let's imagine we really in the dressing room. What would you do? Steph, Hey, you might want to get a Spanx. Hike that joint up, get you a bustier, <laughs> lift them, push them out, whatever it is. But you would formulate your game plan based on what you're looking at, right? Right. Make it relatable, whatever that might be for you. Or, you know, well, we don't have no food in the refrigerator. Okay, well, what you feel like eating tonight? You automatically start to pull it together the minute that you identify what your problem is. That's if you right. have $6 in your savings account and you got $23,000 worth of credit card debt, talk about it it's not going but nowhere if you keep there's so many people if, if you keep suffering. throwing tic tacs at the ocean the fish's breath are not going to smell it's not going to help so yeah. once we figure that out then i say let's my homework for you is identify what's the interest rate on all of your balances so not only are we going to sort them in order of the highest balance we're going to sort them in the in the order of the highest interest rate because you want to get rid of the one with the biggest interest rate first. Yeah. If you got $1,000 extra from somewhere and we have to get you to be able to save that $1,000 before we can get you to do something with it. So there's a way, but you have to have some way to hold yourself accountable. It's got to be a, a coach. There has to be a person or a situation that makes you feel like you need to censor your spending and for a lot of us it's when we're trying to get a mortgage loan mm -hmm. 
Mm. Oh my God, my lender is going to pee. If they see that I took out a new credit card, they're going to cry. Yep. Start with whatever that feeling that makes you like, oh my goodness, if if my loan officer see this, they're going to have my hide. Start with somebody. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's whoever it is that you trust. I don't know who that might be for you, but say, look, I need you to kind of guide me through this. I want you to hold me accountable. The first couple of inconveniences or sacrifices, they hurt, they feel uncomfortable. But once you do it, this is where you build the financial muscle memory. Yeah. Now you can say, yes. okay, well, I look, I already transferred over that wonderful thousand dollars that month. Maybe I can do 1500 this month. And once you start to see some progress, so let's say you take a thousand dollars and you throw it at your biggest interest rate bill with the biggest balance. And then you see it went down from 10 to nine. You're like, okay, it's less than double digits. Boom. You get a little dose of dopamine. Oh, I did something. Yeah, I'm that proud of myself. Energy, that, that you this feel. is how you build a habit. When yeah. you feel good about what you've done, yeah. you repeat it. This yeah. is how people start going to the gym. I'm one of them people that one day is like, you know what? I'm feeling way too out of shape. I don't feel good about this. Start doing so. I started slow treadmill yeah. elliptical things like that now i can yeah. go to orange theory with my friend and not die yeah so you know it's all about doing a little bit i don't go to the gym and you know kill it kill it or anything like that but i do a, a lot to push myself week by week and now it's not so bad i can do other things and still feel like you know i had a good workout but with your finances it's the same thing it wasn't until i legitimately took my business seriously to the point where all of my state filings were up to date and paid for. I was in good standing. Federal taxes and everything was paid up. The structure was correct. I got all of my um, status letters from the IRS. Everything was in line. And I started really treating it like I used to treat it when I was working for somebody else. Yeah. And to be able to, you know, whip out my QuickBooks online app and, pull up my profit and loss statement and see, wow, I'm actually doing better than I was as an employee. Mm. And that was motivating you, right? Yes. Cause I to was scared. I didn't think I could, but now that I see that I can't, Oh man, forget it. it there's no end to this. I'm so sorry. And I'm gonna take as many of y'all along with me as I can. Yeah. Honestly, it, it makes me feel good to be amongst some of the best and brightest in this area. And you are definitely an inspiration to me. So please know you're doing it and people are watching and we really love what you're putting out. Your content is fantastic. And certainly you are the bestest. I love you. You're the bestest. You're so sweet. I appreciate you so much. Thank I you for having love me. You. I'm so happy you're on. Um, you. And people would never know that we are just newly connected. Y'all, I met her less than 10 days ago. I promise you. <laughs> But I'm telling you, when you click and you feel yeah. like energy yeah. attracts, and and if y'all knew who brought us together, you would understand. This would is know, like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly time. I mean, I'm telling you, I love light sunshine. Um, okay, my love. So we said our first thing is to make an assessment of what we're spending. Because I, I want people to be able to take the notes, right? Make yes. an assessment. And you're talking to me. I don't really trust anybody with my finances. So, you know, um, I need to get my life. So my, let me get my number um, in case anybody wants to call me. And yeah, I'm going to make you give your, <laughs> look, I'm going to make you give your contact information. 
um, at the end. So uh, if people are really looking to, I mean, and seriously, not we, to play games. We actually do. I'm accountability coaching. I'm, I'm not kidding. We actually do this now. So. Yes. And if you seriously are looking, it's the only way I want you to reach out. Because if you reach out to her, that means you are ready. And so that's the only thing and I, tell, I say the same things when I'm soliciting my services, do not get on my calendar. If you are not ready, um, because this is ready. Serious. It's okay. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you stepping up to do, to do the work it's hard. You have to be committed to it. You have to be ready for it. And finances is one of those things I think that gives people heartburn because they want to, they, it takes five minutes to create a financial mess for your life, but it takes time to reprogram and transform your mind around healthy spending, financial literacy, and being able to filter those habits down into your life and filter them down to your children. Agree. Because it really, they're watching you. They are watching you. attention. My parents wasn't, my parents, I, I never heard a thing from them about money other than they was trying to figure out how we were going to make it. How are we going to pay this bill? How are we going to eat? How are we going to make Christmas happen? And I even know. in six-figure Struggle world, economics. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and even in the six-figure world, I have still been that person like, oh, I got to move this money around and do this. And how am I going to do this? And how who wants to live like that? It's foolishness when you, all you have to you do know, is just decide. You know, Shanita, Shanita, one of the other things is that a lot of us don't plan at all mm-hmm. i know when you say the word budget people jump out of their skin yes but you can't live i mean even in i guess physics it's never ready shoot aim you <laughs> have to aim before you shoot right. yep. or what are you doing it's like we are trying to manage our financial world in a dark closet yep i think i'm supposed to throw some money i'm supposed to pay bills and oh my it. gosh but that's all that's happening yeah you're not paying yourself yeah you don't have a financial goal in mind other than some purchase that's i want right. to get a house i want to get a right. car but not i don't want to have to work five days a week by the time i'm 45 mm. we mm-hmm. look at retirement as well i'm gonna be about 62 when i retire i tell people all the time retirement is not an age it's a dollar amount that's when I got enough money that I can manage my lifestyle to the level that I I prefer or at that time and I don't have to go back to work I'm not going right I'm no not it's, I don't have nothing to prove to nobody if I hit number by 52 stuff will be in the house I will not be going to work for nobody unless it's something that I'm passionate about and I will be checking on all my businesses but Stephanie won't be sitting down doing nobody's tax return and that is maybe my grandkids, but no. But that's it. And <laughs> that's a like, long that's way. Yeah. And but that's how you do it. Point. It's assessing where you are, mm-hmm. letting someone evaluate that you trust, taking an honest look at yourself and what you're doing, and beginning to organize based on your debts what needs to happen in your life, setting realistic goals for where you are and where you want to be, and beginning to have someone that you trust hold you accountable to getting to that place because and understanding that it's a marathon. You might have exactly. a couple of sprints in there where you might be able to get some stuff done because you know how you get your tax return. You might be able to mm-hmm. pick something off. But when you have when you have been living an unhealthy financial lifestyle for so long, you have to be graceful with yourself and be committed to however long it takes to get you to the place you want to be. So you never have to be there again. Yep. You got to detox, you know the I'm finance saying? detox, seriously. 
That's once you, exactly. once you shed the habits, then you look at it different when you are in that situation. You're faced with your trigger and you like, I don't even want it. I yeah. don't even want to do that. Like, yeah. eh, I don't even let me think it. it through. Let me think about it. Yeah. But it's just all in kind of building in a little five second pause before you do something. That's it. Yeah. Just think about it. And that's the truth. And I, I think that's your goals for anything. I realized about myself, there was a time where I was a shopaholic. Mm-hmm. And if I went to get one watch, girl, I would be like, wait, I need a two-tone watch, a silver watch, a gold watch, a black rose watch, gold. A watch <laughs> a rose gold with the accents. Because if yes. I'm gonna get a new watch, I got to replace all the watches. Like I used to just have this really, that was a mindset that came from the fact that there was a time in my life where I couldn't, well, you couldn't. do what I wanted to do. Thank you. And so I let that drive me. And so you, that became, you let five or 10 year old self yep, run the show. Okay. Yep. My 10 year old self was managing my money. There you go. And that's when, and I realize now because, you know, I really only spend, I do things for myself because I like things. I can't that's even so be okay. dishonest. That's but so do okay. I need everything? Girl, bye. I don't <laughs> need everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want, I've been, I done had a pair of shoes in my shopping cart for two weeks. I can afford them. But, but I don't need them but you pause exactly. And once you have that pause, mm-hmm. you are halfway there. You yeah. are halfway there. Cause you have identified that, you know, I should not do this. This doesn't allow with my goals. And you have instituted some self-control. Yeah. It's all psychology. It's all yeah. psychology. People don't know. And we don't, a lot of us don't want to really get in our head. It's scary in there. There's nobody in there. I know. Nobody in there to hold my hand. Oh, it's just me. Right. Ain't nobody checking you. So I think, honestly, um, we have touched a lot of things just in conversation about debt, facing debt, feelings behind debt, understanding the significance of credit. Um, And I think that people should definitely reach to you for additional support and coaching and resources, right? Because we can't touch everything. Um, between the two of us now in a time period that would make sense, right? We probably have to do several financial podcasts and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because you know, you know, these topics really become something that we can just really go on and on and on. So we could, you know, we could go on and on and on about these things, but share with the people as we start wrapping up how important is it once you start to get your finances on track and you're really p- using a lot of your residual income to pay down your debts, how do you maneuver the savings in that paying off your debt process? So the way I like to, to incorporate savings into the matrix of clearing up some of your financial clutter or what have you, so you've got to identify your debt, identify the interest rates and prioritize who you're going to pay. But in the process, you have to save. So we save a little, we pay a little, we keep some in the bank. We don't want to, we don't want to take that whole thousand that we saved and pay it all off because you don't want to start back at zero. That actually makes you regress as far as the excitement that you had about your progress. So basically if we saved a thousand, we might go pay out like 900. Yeah. Always constantly coming up with small bite-sized goals. So we want to look at it in six week, 
six week clips as if, as opposed to saying, well, you know, in 90 days, I want to have this much saved. It can seem intimidating. So we have to do little, little tricks on yourself. Okay. So every six weeks or every three paychecks, I need to have this amount. Look at okay. it. This way. So make it in digestible little chunks. You don't want to look at it like, well, this year I'm trying to save $20,000, which is great. Because if you do it slowly and you hit it, then you're like, oh my goodness, I saved $20,000. Wow, that's amazing. So the savings has got to be implemented before you start attacking the debt. If I can't get you to feel how it feels to take this money and do nothing, if you Mm. don't build your patience muscles, you will not be able to successfully navigate yourself out of a big debt quicksand Mm. pit. Can't do it. Can't do it. You will not be able to do it. So you're saying that you need to start saving before you start to navigate the debt. See, I've always had my thought process, and you definitely correct this as the accountant. My process was as long as I have debt, I have no savings. No, oh, man, no, you got to have savings. Because really, all right, listen, the real mind, the, the millionaire mindset is you get paid. Okay, so your paycheck arrives. And then immediately, Shanita is going to take $1,000 and put it in her savings accounts. And then we pay the bills with what's left. You pay yourself first and not no little 10% stuff. That's not enough. You should really have, but we, we're never taught to think this when we start making the, the big money. We don't teach ourselves that because we're looking at, well, now that I have this, I can get a house that looks like this and I can get a car that Mm. looks like that. We never thought about, you know, I want to save $12,000 off the break every year. Imagine if you were saving $12,000 off the break from when you first started making money. Don't talk to me right now. I don't want to discuss it. But you see how that goes? Yes. You could have because it wasn't tied up in nothing. Yeah. You tied it up in things. So I did. Yep. Intercept that, mouth, Stephanie. If we can intercept that, then that money grows, it compounds. And then once we got our 12000 saved, we take about five to 7000 and we put that in our IRA. Because your IRA is like you playing the stock markets, but you betting on yourself. Put it in there. You get a tax write-off for that too, by the way. Listen to me. I'm not happy with the Lord because I met you at 37 (laughs) and not 17, okay? (laughs) I don't appreciate it. I wish I had met me at 17 too, but that's, that's my thing. Be who you needed when you were younger. I needed somebody relatable that didn't seem like an old bag that had something that I could Oh, wow. You know, that makes sense. Yep. If you had got your, you know, once you got your job off and they say, Hey, Miss Shanita, we're going we gonna to pay you a million dollars this year. You hadn't done nothing with it. Automatically in your mind should be, I'm going to at least save $2,000 a mm. month. Then once you got that 25, then you got enough for your down payment on your house. So you don't have to jump through hoops with your credit because you got the down payment. Mm. you get the tax right off for the house you get the tax right off for the IRA your retirement is building you still got your paycheck because you didn't spend beyond your means so you can still live a nice life now we can say okay well what, what I'm gonna do with this next 24 that I save next year shut up now and we got you, know, you see what I'm saying let me tell you the exciting thing for me right now the exciting thing for me is knowing that I'm on my way right yes 
and that I want to do it. I have a desire to watch my money grow in a way that it should have grown. And the advice I would want to give, even just as a coach from an emotional perspective is I've had those times, right? Where Mm -hmm. I beat myself up for the choices I didn't make. And so what I want people to do as they allow the excitement of making a change, because there's time, you have time, you can change things with one decision right now today, right? It's free yourself from what you didn't know and what you did not attempt to learn and ask in the beauty of the choice that you can make right now. That's right. Because you can change your life today and you don't have to worry about what you could have done. The, the reality is you're doing it now. That's right. Because I've been the guilty one, you know, where I'm like, Lord, this is so stupid. Like I really could have, I bought a $450,000 house and a $70,000 car at the same time by myself with my own credit. Blessed and fortunate. I'm telling you. You see what I'm saying? Today, I probably couldn't quite do that. And I make more money today than I did when I did that. But see, that satisfied 10-year-old you. That that 10-year-old me was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I didn't have no business jumping into that type of responsibility with the uncertainty of how to manage my money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Or getting into it and not seeking the appropriate financial coaching and education and knowledge that I should have sought in order to keep because I I should I could still be in my house today had I been fiscally responsible with all the thousands of dollars that I have had in my life hundreds of thousands of thousands of dollars that have passed through your hands in one shape or form Mm. and to think because a lot of people, you know, we, we, we attain our success and we get to a certain level and I can figure this out myself, man. I'm not mm. no accountant to do nothing. And this is certainly not encouraging nobody to come and call me. However, you gotta sometimes seek professional advice. It doesn't have to be a long-term, you know, relationship, but get, get what you need. Don't be ashamed. Pay a couple of dollars for it. I promise you it will be an investment. Yeah. One good time. And then from there, then you really say, oh, man, I got this. And you should. Yeah. But always just check in because you don't always know everything. And the way you have seen the um, the economic climate shift so drastically in this country over the last 12 months is insane. You, We are at the whim of people who do not have our best financial interests at heart. No. That government furlough should have slapped everybody's mouth closed. And you better yep. get busy. And, and if most of the perspective, you're right. And most people have most likely done or are about to finish their, you know, 2018 tax returns. And that hurt a lot of feelings. Now, if that don't inspire you to get up and do something about it, you are either going to change the way you make your money or change who you doing business with. Let me tell you something, Stephanie, taxes this year with a business and two children shocked me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because what I saw was that if you are not a wealthy person, this country does not have your back. Nope. The country is resting upon the shoulders of the middle class and the middle class get no 
breaks. They have that cut thing. all types of things that we used to be able to write off. And that if you had an accountant, you had more insight into what you could do as opposed to doing your own taxes. So, you know, my accountant had to call and explain to me all the things I was no longer able to write nope, off can't write that off. No. perspective. Like, nope. And I mean, it hit me like five or six G's that I was yeah. no longer going to get back. But so you're awake I, now, right? Right. And, yeah. and, and so that put some things into perspective for me. But I'm going to tell you something else that happened today. Okay. And today, today, so I, I was recently promoted. I think I had told you this. Yes, congrats again. Thank you, hon. <laughs> but I've been a lead on the program for a couple of months now. So this was just an additional company thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I was on vacation for three days, hanging out with my son and my mama, come back Monday, feeling a little bit refreshed <laughs> and my staffing coordinator, she's a portfolio manager. She comes out to me and she's like, uh, do you have a couple minutes? Oh, instantly? I'm like, anxiety. What is going Heart on? Palpitations. Like, I just got a promotion. What do you want with me? So I'm thinking that. I'm trying to be the highlight, right? Thinking that they get ready, throw me a surprise. Here's some cake. Congratulations for your management promotion, right? I come in and it's all business. You know, my leads are sitting in there and the leads of the different sections that needed to be in there. And I looked at the board and they were asking me to choose who I was going to cut from my team immediately today, effective today. (sighs) Now, back when I bought that $450,000 house, Within two months of moving in and getting the keys, I was cut from my position. I was walking out on Friday. They called me back in and walked me out. No job. Six months, Stephanie, I was unemployed for six months. I had no savings. I had no backup. I had no credit. So immediately all of that flooded back to me because only by God's grace was I able to get out of that situation. I wasn't unscathed when I came out, but I came out and I thought to myself, my God, this is why we have to have more than just our nine to five. If God never gives me insight into anything or revelation over anything, we have got to learn that once we learn better financial habits, once we begin to pay ourselves first, once we start to prioritize what we need and don't need, because we live in a society that tells us we need everything. Once we get to that place, we've got to get different streams of income and I know entrepreneurship is not for everybody and that's okay but there's more than one way to skin a cat this other thing can't depend on one area to support the life that you are living not in 2019 not if you want to live here no I mean you can go somewhere else and maybe live a little slower lifestyle but if you want to you know stay here and maintain at least the common you know a general level of affluence meaning staying out of poverty and the poverty line oh my god the things that you would you would think that people making in excess of fifty thousand dollars would be doing well it no. really depends on who all live in your house yeah yeah because i think the median income in maryland is it the median income in maryland like fifty five thousand or something like that this is why i mentioned that price point because you would think that sounds real you know, sound, oh you should be making it off of that yeah here no no, no way. No, no. no way. Not when rent is 20 something hundred dollars a month. And Don't my point again me. goes back to if, you know, take my, take my earlier example of somebody who 
jumped out the gate making nice money from college. They graduated, they got a master's maybe, and they got, you know, a lot of work, work experience. They come out and they making decent money. They don't think, you know what, let me work this a different way and put this money away first. Yep. Yep. Make it while it's to the side, while it's fun. Because then in the event that your six months is up at your situation, you didn't already bank like $12,000. Yep. So you don't feel that pressure to oh my god i gotta find a job tomorrow looking for the right job is hard it's a process it takes time in the meanwhile nobody cares because your bills are still due and hopefully you didn't overcommit and now they don't care they don't they don't care what your situation is that's what killed me when you know you got the president and his people telling oh yeah just call your creditors up and tell them it's gonna be late oh it don't work like that boo boo no oh no you know why? Because they got plenty of money. They got plenty of money. They got plenty of money. Okay. So that's why I'm like, got it. Got it. The people who make the laws don't have our best interest at heart. Of course. So we got to start taking care of us. I'm grateful to you um, for even coming on and sharing what you have shared. I think it, it'll put people's minds at ease, right? That it is a commitment. And it can be hard, but Mm -hmm. you do have support and it is important that you do it and you can start right now and you can forgive yourself for not starting when you know you should have, because as long as you start today, it is okay. And even if you have to restart, sometimes it takes a couple of tries. Mm -hmm. I mean, don't give up though. It's, it's doable. Regular people like myself, it happens. Mm -hmm. It happens. You can recover. The only time you can't recover is in the unfortunate circumstance that your health takes a hit first. Yep. So I don't want to, you know, again, live my life with all of those negative, anxious feelings and waste all of the good health that I have, you know? So you want to do the small things that you can. They do add up. Give yourself some time. It is a process. You didn't get into the mess in one day and you won't get out in one day but commit to the process. That's right. Look, and that's what I say. Stay committed because it is a marathon. And I have gotten on the journey to to restoration. Um, In my 20s, I had to get on to buy my first house. I got on, I stayed on for a long time. I was able to buy my second house. And, you know, it's been a struggle after that to really regain my financial footing because then I started my business and having unhealthy financial habits really set me back, you know, even in starting my business because my habits weren't healthy. So today I'm completely committed and I wanted to share with everybody else because it is a struggle that I have had for many years and I've been making six figures for most of my adult life. So, um, so I definitely don't have a reason to paycheck to paycheck it and I have done it. Yeah. Um, so we are all committed together to the process of being better, um, educating ourselves and sharing with one another what we need to do in order to be better. So before we wrap up, my dear, do you have any quick off the top of your head resources that you can share with people to just get started before they take that step to call you? Absolutely. The very first thing I want you to do is download your financial institutions banking app. Log in and take a look. Let's see what you have. Your checking account, we're not looking at that because that's somebody else's bill money. Once you look at your savings account, you can tell me if you think you have a problem and call me and we can we can really do an assessment. I know that's right. Deep dive. But that's the start. That's that's something free. 
take you about 10 minutes to really get there. And if you already know what it is, you know, you need to call me, then call me. Oh, yeah. Look, so since I already have her and she stuck with me, then I already know that she's my resource. So I'll be here for you and, and whoever else you want to bring. <laughs> yes, right. We're going to, I'm going to just bring everybody. Bring them all. Bring them all. We're going to get it straight. We're going to get it right. Okay, dear. So just tell everybody where they can find you. Okay. You can find me online at www.preciseacctax.com. My email address is s as in Sam Arrington at preciseacctax.com. I'm on Twitter, IG, Facebook, Precise ACC Tax. That's it. Um, you can call me if you want. Text 301-541-3145. And she is accessible and responsive and amazing. And um, she you. will educate you. She will shine her light on you. She will make you feel good about making the right financial moves in your life and i'm going to post all your contact information as well thank when you. i post the podcast and again i just want to thank you for your love and oh, light for sure. and your education of not just my audience but me I'm and i'm sure as you continue to grow and scale and have your own podcast going on you will come back and still be a part of what we're doing to continue to give more information on different things if you know we get any questions about investing and different stuff yes. like that because i know you're all into all of that absolutely so, anytime you'll have me i'll come back yay i hope you guys loved that interview as much as i did I hope that Stephanie and I both by being transparent and also giving you some ideas on how to even approach dealing with your finances is going to be a very helpful thing for you moving forward. And you have an idea about how to get a grasp on what it is that you're doing. I think, you know, we sometimes are afraid to approach things or afraid to deal with them because it seems hard. It seems difficult. It seems like it's going to take us a lot of time to get things done. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes the fear of what it looks like, how long it's going to take. And that's in anything, you know, even when I'm coaching people, sometimes the fear that people have about addressing things that seem hard gives them reservations and apprehension about entering into the process. But once you do, you'll definitely feel better about the way things shake out. I know for me, I still am a work in progress and I still have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do on how I spend and how I manage, but I am really growing and that's all that I can ask of myself. And that's really all that you can ask of yourself. So again, make sure you reach out to Stephanie. Um, if you need her services for anything, again, serious inquiries only, because we only want people that are really ready to move, to be in action, to see things actually manifest and transform in their lives that they really want to make permanent changes that they're going to see for a lifetime. So before I close out, I just want to share with you guys that the workshop, the Be Powerful workshop is being postponed because the Lord is working on me. And I am really just trying to refocus and recenter. I've been going through a lot of things with my business and, you know, really trying to figure out a transition for how things need to show up and just making sure I'm on the right path and how I always tell my clients, you know, sometimes you have to reset. Sometimes you have to realign. And that's the only way that you're going to really be able to see what God really has for you and what it is that I need to be giving to my clients, right? 
So that will come again because it is something that I really want to do annually. So you guys get on the mailing list if you are on it over at www.purposefullybecoming.com without the E and subscribe at the bottom of the page or on the pop up. And that way you'll be one of the first to know when it comes back. The coffee and cupcake chats will continue, but the bonus is that I am partnering up with the More Than Java Coffee Shop, Black Owned Businesses United, and I will be rotating to their coffee shops uh, throughout the months every fourth Sunday of the month from three to five. And you guys can still come out and see me in the different locations. We are going to have giveaways and raffles and cupcakes and coffee, good conversation, breakthroughs, mindset shifts, transformations, whatever it is that you need to get. I'm praying you walk away from these transformational sessions with that. So that is going to start up July 21st at the More Than Java Coffee Shop. The flyer will be out uh, in a couple weeks. I'm going to give it a couple weeks before I put that flyer out. But the next um, coffee and cupcake chat will be at the same location that I do them at in Laurel, Maryland at the Ragamuffin Coffee Shop from 12 to 2 on the 25th of May the 25th of May so that'll be our last one until July so come 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 out I'm gonna have some treats I'm gonna be giving some giveaways uh, from some of the people that were sponsoring the workshop they're still going to provide um, inputs for the goodie bags so you guys are gonna walk away with treats and I'm excited about that and I think that's it for me I am going to begin to talk to you guys about the group coaching programs that are going to be coming up in the next couple of months because I'm transitioning to more of a group coaching setting. I definitely enjoy my one-on-one clients. I think you guys are beautiful, amazing. I love to help see you grow and I will still have a few spaces open for that, but I'm going to cultivate and grow the group coaching session because I do love to see the support that you all provide each other. And that is the environment that I would love to create, continue to create those spaces for you guys to thrive in together and to help each other so you guys watch out for that as well and after that I'm gonna let you go because this podcast was super super long but hopefully you guys really enjoyed it I love 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 you all be blessed share this with a friend and always remember to afford yourself the same grace you so often afford to others unknowingly